0: Welcome to the Inspired Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our Inspired Educators. Inspired Educators, introduce yourselves.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Lila Nora, the Educator Motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. I am currently an Equitable Gradient Instruction Coach for the Los Angeles Unified School District. I'm an Implementation Support Specialist for CPM. I'm a motivational speaker and you name something else, I might be doing it, right? You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Lila at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. Every episode, we like to start off with what we are grateful for, just to kind of, you know, give you a look into our lives a little bit, like just to see what we got going on. You know, maybe it's in alignment with education, maybe it's not, um, but we like to do it every episode. And for this episode, I am grateful for Black people. I'm so grateful to see them uh, around me, to work with them, to see them in positions of power, for them to be my mentors, to be mentoring them myself, to see them changing the world. I am grateful, so grateful for Black people and everything that is our Black culture. It inspires me every single day to continue to just be as Black as I can and to continue pushing forward in everything that I do.
2: It o that, Lila. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What's up, peeps? Jadrian Grimes, Coach J here, ATL, Atlanta, Georgia, Community and Civic Engagement Manager for Hands-On Atlanta. Hit me up on social media at Jadrian Grimes. That's at J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S. What I'm grateful for is this flexibility and autonomy professionally. I'm in a really great, great space right now professionally career-wise bandwidth and strength, but organization just does so much amazing work. And to not be, I guess, you know, there's some other organizations that, you know, they're being micromanaged employees. It's just awesome to just have flexibility and autonomy, run it like you own it mentality, which allows me to shift my focuses toward other businesses and other ideas and things that I have working. So it's definitely a blessing to have flexibility and autonomy, especially in this season
1: okay, when I like you on it. Hey, I like that. I like that
0: from none other than the J. Dream Grind. This has your, been your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your favorite educator, favorite educator. You can follow me on all social media platforms at DRK Childs. I promise you, it will always be at DRK Childs. I am grateful for opportunities. I never forget an opportunity in a sense of like, I'm humbled by every opportunity I get. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm humble by every opportunity I get. I'm grateful for it. And when I get opportunity, if you've ever been around me, you know my goal is to show up and show out. On this episode, we're talking about should we be training all educators? This is going to be an interesting topic, y'all. Professional learning is a crucial element of the work of all educators throughout their entire careers. The education profession is grounded in a rich professional learning base. And education professionals must be well-versed in this knowledge. However, there is a debate. Should we be training all educators? What does that training look like? What should it not look like? We always talk about, I'm just putting spoiler alerts. We always talk about differentiating the classroom. We don't even differentiate in professional learning. Yeah, I said, oh man, it's going to be a hot What are you all thoughts on this training of educators and professional learning? And I'm going to put another spoiler alert. As someone who provides professional learning, this is near and dear to my heart. But I am always open for how can we improve? How can we get better and give a better experience for folks? Your thoughts?
1: It's a catch-22 because I genuinely believe that all teachers need and deserve training, professional development, right? At all points in their career, right? So especially when you're first starting throughout the whole process, right? To keep you up to date, to keep you on your toes, to keep you knowledgeable, to keep you innovating, you need that. However. I'm also thinking about the many people who sometimes come to professional development that don't necessarily have an open mind and an open heart when they come in and it blocks them from receiving a lot of the information that you know is being put out there that's just being, you know, developed for them
2: to that point. I mean, yes, it should be equitable, right? When we're talking about training, when we're talking about professional development, everyone should be able to have access to it. But I think we have to kind of peel that layer back, peel the onion back, I guess, if you will, and take it a step before that and look at, I guess, professional development plans with our leaders. What do you want to do? How soon do you want to do it? How effective do you want to be? How efficient do you want to be? What type of educator do you want to be? What's going to help you get there? And those are things that we can coach to or other leaders that are listening. You can coach to those things. Because to Lila's point, right, everybody's not going to receive the professional development the same way. So if I'm just trying to just bark something at you or make you do it, I guess, if you will, because I feel like you need it and your principles or passions aren't necessarily tied to it, then I think we're kind of spending our wheels. But we really have to have authentic conversations when we're having this professional development talk on both ends, on both sides of the table. It has to be strategic. I mean, we have to be transparent and openly honest. Again, I always go back to the main thing and that's the kids, it's their academic growth, it's the students making sure that they're successful academically. So how are your goals aligned as an educator, as a professional educator and helping students get there? So we have to be more strategic during the professional development conversation when we're coaching and when we're talking.
0: And I think we have to go outside the norm. I like how you said be transparent, but I've been practicing in some professional learning work is going outside the what is the norm. It's typically being Here's a topic. Everybody learn about it. Go apply it. And if there's no follow up most of the time, let's be honest, we don't go apply unless we really are passionate about it. But how do we become more transparent? And then how do we become more collaborative? Because everybody's been in a room and seen a presenter and like, oh, I can do that. And not really knowing there's so much behind the scenes that that presenter has done to do that piece. And maybe you can do it. And when you try it, you hear the feeling for it, and can you do it back-to-back, day after day? But that's another topic. But understanding needs to be a collaborative discussion. What have been deemed the needs, and how do we collaboratively craft an experience that both parties benefits the educators in the room, but it also should benefit whoever the facilitator is, because they need to be learning and growing. As they see the world and see education from a different lens, then you will see it just from in a professional learning experience. Thus... I think we got to figure out how do we differentiate a little bit. There's some foundational pieces, and we got to do a little things a little differently based upon the level of the educator.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You got to go outside of the norm. My bad. Like I lived downtown, so it's sirens everywhere all the time. But you know, I agree with that. I'm the type of person when I develop professional development. You know, I'm really proactive and I'm super organized, so I'm always thinking about making sure every single bullet point is being hit. I'm making sure that I'm looking at it from as many angles as I possibly can. And I think within professional development now, we have to really and truly like, you know, you want to go in as optimistic and as joyful and as hopeful and, you know, like energized and motivated as you can be. But I think we also have to go in very realistic and we have to consider that not only are we looking at it from different perspectives, we have anywhere between 30 and 300 perspectives coming back at us. And so everything that we're delivering and we're giving to them, we have to consider all those angles and make sure that the things that we're delivering and you know, again, being outside of the norm now, how are we gonna make sure that we are tending to the needs of everyone involved? So even if I'm delivering on, I don't know, having number talks, I'm making sure that I'm giving everybody in the room something that they can walk away with. Every single person, even if they're completely like, I don't understand what Never Talk is. I'm good with what I got going on. They're coming in and they're leaving with something. And even the people that are coming in and saying, I'm open for it all. Give me everything you got. They're for sure going to leave with something. But We really want to make sure that we're crafting our professional development in a way that it's reaching everybody, right? We want to reach as many people as we can, just like teachers want to reach as many students as they can. We want to reach our educators where they're at, right? And I think that that's something that professional development misses a lot of the time is that it doesn't meet people where they're at. It tries to meet them where they think they should be.
0: I like how you said crafting an experience. That's what we're ultimately doing. It comes only, and I know I said this earlier, it's collaborative. And you use the example of number talk. So you go into some math folks, some of our listeners, that's a math strategy that we use in the math world. But my thing is provide the foundational pieces and then we differentiate with it. And y'all are probably like, he just said that earlier. And I'm saying it again, because I think it doesn't happen. We literally give everybody the same all day or sixty or 60 minute workshop. And it's very cookie cutter. And we try to do it. The same thing at the next place, the same thing in the next place. But when you're collaboratively working together, guess what? You have a conversation with those teachers in real time in the room to identify their needs. And then you craft an experience based upon those needs, even if it's just number talks. It should be different from day to day. We're not musicians where the song needs to be sung the same exact way every single time, same keys, same notes. We're artists. And when I say artists, we we'll paint on the canvas and it can change a little bit to create something beautiful. What are you all's final thoughts on this? Should we be training all educators?
2: And why, to your point? Because this is real time. That's why it should look like artistry. We can't continue to do the same archaic stuff and expect, what's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like we have to shift. This is 2022, not 1972, right? And my second and my last point is, let's make sure we continue the development to everyone has access, not just teachers. They're not the only ones that need professional development. You know, our team leads need professional development. Our principals, our assistant principals, our assistant principals, our superintendents, everybody on every level, associate superintendents, at every level, you should always stay green, right? Which means you should always be a constant learner. This is education. Right. So just because you get to a certain level, that doesn't mean that your professional development stops. If anything, you should want more of it, even if you're in a position that you always wanted to be in. is how do I continue to be sharper every day on this 180 day schedule? How do I get better on day two, better on day five, better on day 10? By day 180, you're exponentially better than you was on day one. And then you're able to get more development to where you're able to just pour into your people. But to your point, yeah, it's artistry. It should be in real time. Times have changed and we need to adjust to it to make sure it's equitable for everyone.
1: Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, Jay, everybody needs professional development. I think if we can be more intentional about the way we deliver PD, about the sequencing of PD, right, that we're not just giving professional development because of something, because it's the next best thing. Well, if my school doesn't have a collaborative culture already, that they're willing to sit down and have these conversations about implementing new things, it's not going to happen. So I have to make sure that there's a collaborative culture already in my school. I have to already make sure that we're building relationships and we have a strong foundation to begin with, to even be able to layer on top of that some additional professional development that, you know, could be absolutely spectacular. But if we don't have the things that we need, it's just like building a house. If I don't have the foundation of that house, what am I putting the roof on for? It's not gonna make any sense. So with that being said, all teachers should be trained, but it just, you know, like we typically do in this podcast, we diverge, right? We pivot a lot. Yes, everybody needs it, but I think this took us somewhere else that our professional development needs to be more intentional and needs to be crafted better to have a well developed experience for everybody.
0: And it's at the end of the day. It's about these kids. So take out your personal. I know this stuff. It is about these kids. And until every single kid is successful, none of us know anything. We're only as strong as our weakest colleague. we got to work together to do better for these kids. And professional learning is something we need to be a part of. And again, it can differ. But what are we doing for these kids to provide them better educational experiences? I'm gonna transition really quick and I'm gonna be brief. I'm gonna take a, word, a page of my colleague, J.J. Brian's book, and keep it brief. And this inspirational moment is gonna be brought to you by me, like this. it's my segue into me. I'm gonna keep it simple. You need to be learning something new every day. In this field of educators, you gotta be a constant learner. So I'm gonna give you three things. I'm gonna wrap this up. Number one, what are you reading? What are you learning about? Number two, what are you acting upon? Are you acting upon what you just learned? And then number three, are you collaborating and sharing the information, as Lila pointed out earlier on the episode? First, you got to be reading. You got to be learning. You got to be growing as an educator. This is not a stale field. You cannot do what you did yesterday and think it's going to work today. It may not work. Guess what? Are you reading? Are you learning? Are you growing in the field that you're in right now? The second piece, not only that you're learning it, are you applying the knowledge that you've learned? Are you acting upon it? Are you seeing how it works? It's like riding a bicycle. You can read a book all day about riding a bicycle. But until you get on that bicycle and fall a couple of times, roll down a couple of times, you may move a couple of times, it's not going to work. So don't just read about riding a bike. You need to get on that bike and actually ride. And then most importantly, you got to share what you learn with others. So just like when you get a shiny new bike and you start riding around the block, you showing it off to others, show them the way also. Don't just hoard the knowledge because at the end of the day, when you're learning, when you're acting and when you're collaborating and showing others, guess what? It's going to benefit these kids at the end of the day. The question is to you as educators out there in the space, are you willing to do what you need to do to benefit these kids? If not, I tell you all the time, get out the field. It's not the field for you. We got enough seat warmers. We're in a critical time in this field. Let's do what we got to do to constantly learn and constantly grow in this field of education. This has been the Inspire Educators podcast. And as you all know, we'll see you on the next episode. Catch you next time
2: see ya. It's about the kids, man. about the kids. Like Chris
1: said, learn how to ride a bike, go practice riding that bike, and then teach
2: others how to ride the bike. We out are-